Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to the witness of St. Luke, the first chapter beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So here we are in this holy Advent season, uh, the third Sunday of Advent, and many of our newer members and those who've been visiting recently are experiencing Advent for the first time, and uh, they've told me how they've been blessed by this uh, uh, deliberate meditation and uh, deeper look at the scriptures into the promise of the Savior and uh, how Christ is the fulfillment of God's promises of old. Uh, for those of you who weren't able to be in worship or are visiting for the first time today, uh, two weeks ago, we looked at the role of the one mentioned here in our gospel reading, Elizabeth's boy, uh, John the Baptist. Uh, John the Baptist is a relative of Jesus through earthly bloodlines. They belong to the same clan because Mary and Elizabeth are kinswomen. And Jesus said that John the Baptist is the greatest human being who's ever lived. So we do well to think on his life and his message. Uh, John the Baptist is all about preparing the way of the Lord, not just preparing our homes and our sanctuaries for Christmas with decorations, but preparing our lives, um, our spiritual selves, for the uh, promised coming of Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We then shifted our focus to one who was often overlooked, in many Christmas narratives and many Christmas meditations, and that's Joseph, uh, our Lord's earthly father, who had this uh, responsibility to care for Mary and the infant child. Uh, let's remember that King Herod wanted to have Jesus put to death, and it was Joseph who had to leave everything familiar, leaving his home, his business, his carpentry business, to take Jesus out of harm's way along with Mary all the way to Egypt that was at least a 200 mile journey on foot and so Joseph plays no small role in God's um, saving grace and plan of salvation and if you missed either of those sermons uh, they're both placed on our uh, 
website, usually by Sunday afternoon. And both of those sermons, as well as many sermons going back several months, are available if you'd like to give them a listen this week at your convenience. Today, we shift our focus to Mary, the mother of our Lord. And if you are a Christian, at least a Christian who has worshipped um, in those congregations that are part of a great, holy, apostolic, Catholic church, you've heard these words before. I believe in Jesus Christ God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. In a few days, we will celebrate the birth of this Jesus. He is the Son of God. He was, as we declare in the Apostles' Creed, born of Mary, a virgin. It really happened. This is no fairy tale. But nine months before his birth, Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the truth of the matter provided for us by Luke. This morning, I want us to consider the word of the Lord a bit more closely and remember this truth that we are declaring whenever we affirm our faith through the words of the creed, whenever we declare Jesus to be Son of God. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and declares that she has found favor Now, most people in the day would love to have an angel appear and say, you have found favor with God. But this favor at first did not seem so favorable to Mary. Because of this favor of God, she's going to have a boy. And she doesn't even get to pick his name. It's going to be Jesus. And he will reign as son of God forever. How does Mary respond to this favor? Well, you heard the text, and this is what I love about God's word. It's so honest, it's so real. At first she is perplexed, and why wouldn't she be? And then she's confused. I'm going to have a baby? How can this be? I'm a virgin. How can such a baby, any baby, be in my womb... I've not been with any man, not even my beloved fiancé, Joseph. And you heard it in the gospel. Gabriel provides the answer that speaks to her perplexity and addresses her confusion and puts her heart at peace. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, Mary. That's how this miraculous thing will occur. So how does Mary respond then? She's no longer perplexed, doesn't seem to be confused at all. She articulates her faith in God, she trusts His power, and declares her willingness to have her life shaped by God's word, not her own personal aspirations. Here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Now let's remember, as we think of these beautiful words of trust spoken by Mary, she did not, she could not have known everything that would happen over the course of the next 30-some years. 
At that moment of glory, she did not know that her baby boy would die a wretched death on a cross for the sins of the world. When she heard that he would be a king, she did not know at that moment that he would first wear a crown of thorns shoved hatefully into his scalp. She did not know that this anointed one would suffer and die rejected by his own people. She did not know everything, did she? But Mary knew enough. She had enough information from Gabriel to trust God, to trust that God was with her. She knew enough at that moment to trust in the Lord. When it comes to information, my friends, you and I live in an era like none other. Gone are the days of going to the library and searching for information in the encyclopedia. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask your parents. Our world, our lives, are filled with more facts, more figures, and more information than previous generations could ever have imagined. And it's all at our fingertips with a touch or two of our handheld devices. We live our lives with more information and more choices and more activities than our great-grandparents could ever have imagined. We gather information. We make plans. We do what we think is best and put forth our Uh, best effort to get from where we are to where we want to be both literally and figuratively and we hope to do that with some measure of success you have your plans and goals and objectives and I certainly have my own but do your plans with all the information we've got do your plans always work out in a neat sequential orderly fashion Mine hardly ever do. With all the information we have available to us and all the things that help us consider all the possible setbacks and all the roadblocks and all the things that might happen to take us off course, we still can't see everything coming. Things happen that we did not anticipate. Surprises come our way. Disappointments too. We strive to succeed and sometimes we fail. And others fail us. And because we're Christians, we can be honest about it. We sin. And others sin against us. Mary had her plans and her dreams. Joseph would be her husband. She would have a simple, quiet life of a carpenter's wife there in Nazareth. But everything changed. And at first, those changes made her head spin. But then she was reminded that God is God. And even though she did not fully understand everything that would take place over the course of her son's life, she knew enough. She knew the living God is holy and good and righteous and loving. You and I do not know how everything is going to unfold in the next 20 or 30 years. For that matter, we don't know exactly how everything's going to unfold in the next two or three days. I know 
what my Microsoft Outlook calendar says I plan to be doing Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this coming week, but there could be interruptions. Some of them might be very hurtful, and some of them might be very helpful. Gabriel's visit to Mary was an interruption, to be sure, and it was holy. Her plans changed, her life changed, and she was willing to trust that God would be with her. And you see, that was enough. You have your plans. I've got mine. We'd be foolish. We wouldn't be good stewards of the lives God gives us if we didn't think ahead, anticipating what the months and years have in store for us. It's not bad to have order in our lives. Order is better than chaos. Though many young people have to fully comprehend this, just look at their bedroom floors and their bathroom counters. I'm speaking from experience. But even when we do our best to live orderly lives in a well-managed fashion, interruptions occur. You know this. And sometimes those interruptions break our hearts. And that's when the liar, the evil one, wants you to doubt your place in God's heart. He wants you to think when betrayal comes your way that you are alone. He wants you to think when you don't meet with success that you are a miserable failure and that's it. And he wants you to believe that in the end it's all up to you and no one else can be trusted, let alone God. That's what the devil wants you to think. He wants you to believe his lies. And God wants you to trust him. For he is good. Even though you don't know exactly how everything's going to turn out. God wants you to trust him. So that his grace and love can be holy interruptions in a life that can often seem most unmanageable. And in lives that sometimes feel like a mess. Let Mary's simple reply to all that was going on around her and in her be your reply to your Father in heaven. Here I am, and you know me through and through. Here I am. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Here I am. Let me be your servant. Here I am. Let it be with me according to your word and not my own selfish desires. And when we say, here I am, let it be with me, God, according to your will, that is not blind submission. It's not robotic, thoughtless obedience. We trust God with eyes wide open, knowing that his plans are to prosper and bless us, never to harm us, never to harm us. How do we know this? Because of the one conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. We know this because of Jesus. For God so loved the world. God loved and loves the world. God loves you. So much that he gave you his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not die but have life. 
Don't take that whoever for granted. Whoever believes in Jesus, whoever, no matter what they've done, no matter the mistakes they've made, no matter the interruptions that sidetracked them, no matter the selfish choices that blinded them, no matter the impatient decisions they regretted, whoever means whoever, whoever believes in Mary's boy, no matter what, will not die, but have life. Because the word made flesh has the final word. And he came to give you life everlasting. Next Sunday morning, if you come here at 8 o'clock, I will greet you and have a cup of coffee with you. But there will be no worship at that hour. One service at 9.30. Let's all say it together. One service at 9.30. And we will focus on the fourth Sunday of Advent, on this Jesus, this Word made flesh. And then we'll come back next Sunday night and celebrate the nativity of our Lord as we do here so beautifully at faith. May the peace that far surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. And until he returns and we see him face to face in his glory. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.